Hello and welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for returning for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Michael Blaha this morning. He's Director of Clinical Research for the Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease at Johns Hopkins. He's joining us to discuss detecting heart disease, uh, some of the current guidelines adhering to treatment, and switching statins when a patient no longer is able to adhere to current therapy. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Blaha. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. Cardiovascular disease, was that your first love uh, going into medicine? Yeah, I took a, a fascination with cardiovascular medicine very early in my training. I really wanted to treat a disease that was very common mm-hmm. and had um, risk factors that include lifestyle uh, changes that we could all make to all reduce our risk of heart disease. So the fact that it was common and treatable with a lot of high-quality evidence attracted me to cardiovascular disease, particularly atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Now, we've been hearing lots about people changing their, their health care uh, habits, especially you know during this pandemic. What changes have you seen in patient appointments, uh, not necessarily for cardiovascular, but overall during the pandemic? That's a great question. I think we've seen changes across the board during the pandemic, and it's really varied across patients. Some patients have actually use this opportunity to improve their lifestyle, to eat better and exercise more and perhaps reduce their cardiovascular risk. But I would say that unfortunately, half or more of our patients, unfortunately, have gained weight or taken on uh, worse exercise habits or have been more, of course, stressed and anxious during the pandemic, and that has harmed their health. Not only that, of course, we know that some patients have missed opportunities to seek health care during the pandemic as well from, of course, non-COVID-related illnesses, like perhaps not seeking care for their uh, chest pain or not following up on their risk factors or not refilling all the medicines for their high blood pressure, high cholesterol, for example. So I think we're seeing a lot of changes during the pandemic. I think some of them have been good for some patients and many of them have been bad. And we know, for example, that, uh, you know, engagement with preventative care has taken a back seat for many people. So we're gonna have to have some catching up to do to try to make sure that we we can maintain all the positive momentum we've made in reducing atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease in this country. Are we talking people who've already been diagnosed, their heart disease has been detected, they're treating it, they're managing it, but they're falling off due to the pandemic? Or are we talking about people um, not being initially diagnosed with heart disease for fear of going uh, to the doctor for this reason, that reason, or the pandemic? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, I think we probably have seen the biggest changes in the people who have not yet been diagnosed diagnosed with atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. So we we know we're probably missing a lot of new cases of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease because people aren't coming to medical attention. We know that we're probably going to see more cardiovascular disease perhaps because of less good control of risk factors for many people during the pandemic. And I do worry a little bit about patients with existing cardiovascular disease too. Hope that they're maintaining the same engagement with their disease they did before the pandemic. But I know, for example, that some patients naturally are un able or unwilling or don't feel it's safe to come in to see the physician as often. So maintaining adherence to therapy during these times is especially challenging. And that's why we need to, as physicians and and patients, engage with telemedicine, for example, or make sure we still engage with the rest of our lives while we manage COVID risk, but make sure that we manage our blood pressure, cholesterol, exercise and diet and so forth as well. It's just so important. 
When I think of cardiovascular disease, I automatically think of cholesterol. I know there are other causes, but cholesterol seems to be top of mind. Talk a bit about the different treatment options for high cholesterol. And you mentioned telehealth. I want to get back to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, Cholesterol is such an important part of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. It's really the essential uh, cause, determinant of of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. You know, cholesterol buildup in the walls of the vessels, of course, is the process that begins atherosclerosis. So, yes, we should all be thinking about our cholesterol because it's just so easy to measure it. And in fact, these days, it's very easy to treat it, too. We have the tools to lower most anyone's cholesterol down to a safe range. Of course, we just need to figure out who needs to be treated and make sure those patients are coming in to see us and engage with the healthcare system. Because we know that many patients with very high cholesterol are just never seen by physicians until they come in with their first heart attack or stroke. You know, of course, the the foundation of, of cholesterol treatment is the statin. Statins are a great proven class of drugs. We have multiple options within the statin class, so we can get a patient to stick with the statins in most cases. But unfortunately, compliance with cholesterol therapy can be low because it doesn't make you feel any better to treat your cholesterol. You have to have the long term in mind because we're taking cholesterol lowering therapies for the, the benefit you see that accrues over months, years and decades, actually. You mentioned telehealth as part of maintaining your your maintenance for your condition. What are some of the best practices for a telehealth appointment when you're trying to maintain your cholesterol, your blood pressure, that contact with your doctor when normally you would just go in, sit a few minutes, but now um, you know you're you're there on the screen. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I think you just need to engage. You need to engage with healthcare even during these these difficult times. So. I have patients certainly that I've never, I've not seen during the pandemic. I'm not sure how they're doing. I hope they're doing very well. And I have other patients who've, who've, who've made sure to have that telehealth visit with me. And I think the best practices for telehealth for a patient perspective is to, to come armed with some questions and with your most recent data and discuss that with your physician. And most importantly, during the pandemic, don't lose sight of the importance of taking your medications, right? It's just as important to refill your medications and, and comply with them uh, during these times. So I think the telehealth visit is a great time just to check in, make sure the medicines are the right medicines, make sure they're being refilled, particularly if you have a problem with the medicine. One thing we don't want to see during the pandemic is someone to come at the end of the pandemic and say, well, I stopped that one medicine because I had a side effect, you know, back in mm-hmm. 2020. We'd much rather someone say, well, in a telehealth visit, you know, I'm having a difficulty with this medicine. Let's talk this through. And many times we can handle that on a telemedicine visit. So even if you're mostly in compliance, making a change, say, to a statin because of the side effects that you feel that you had, any side effect, any change at all should be discussed with your doctor before you change or stop any medication at all, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's very important message. You know, even during the pandemic to contact your clinicians, contact your physicians and discuss problems that you're having. Don't wait until that problem becomes a severe problem. You know, in the case of this, it might be a heart attack or in a different condition, it could be another problem. But discuss those problems early that you're having with the physician, because more than likely, there's a solution to that. If you're having a side effect with the medicine, you can switch to another one, sometimes within the same class that you can tolerate better or making sure that there's not an interaction between your therapies or some other medical condition that you've taken on. So yeah, keep the momentum with your health and make sure you have those regular visits with your clinician, even if it's not safe at that time, for example, to go in for an in-person visit. I understand that Levelo is commonly used uh, to 
treat high cholesterol, a statin. Um, and they also offer a, a guide on their website. Are you familiar with Levelo and that guide as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. You know, within the class of statin medications, there's multiple options. And that's one of the reasons I love to discuss this so much because I'm a real big believer in the statin class of medications. Statins lower your cholesterol, they lower your bad cholesterol, and they reduce cardiovascular events. They're about as, as miracle of the drugs that we have in preventive cardiology right now. But sometimes patients can't tolerate uh, the maximum dose or, or the first statin that they try. And the most important thing is to not abandon that class of medications and go to an unproven therapy, but try to stick with the statins and maybe try a different statin within the class that has different metabolism or different characteristics that might more agree with you. You mentioned Livolo. Livolo is a statin that has a, a favorable side effect profile and that's appropriate for a particular older patients that might be taking multiple medications or have diabetes or have had difficulty, of course, with an initial statin as a statin alternative option. So that we don't abandon the statins, but we can stick with the statin class and, and, and try to gain those benefits that we know exist. Yeah, so uh, livelorx.com is a website that you can go to learn about that particular drug and the idea of adhering to statins and sticking with the statin class, uh, despite maybe a perceived initial side effect. But I think we can overcome that in many cases. Well, Doctor, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio this morning, offering us this information on Livolo. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Michael Blaha, Director of Clinical Research for the Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease at Johns Hopkins. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.